Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. All right, friends and fellow loyal listeners, welcome back back to another episode of Superstition Saddle All Things Cycling Podcast for your Friday episode of some a coaching segment. Now, uh, before I get started, I just want to share that our contest giveaway is almost over. Don't forget to make sure you follow and share the podcast on Instagram. Um, Just looking forward to giving out more prizes and we have a grand prize prizes to be giving out in about a week's time. So don't forget to go over there and follow. All right. So today, oh, and I always have, if you go on askcoachsylvie.com, I have always free giveaways out there. So you can go check it out. Um, My latest is a list of recipes. Speaking of what we're going to be talking about today is four recipes to make snacks. All right. So just as of late, I put together and I'm testing myself more whole food snacks to a use while I'm training on long rides here at home and to use outside. So what's great is that I'm testing them. So not only the recipe, but also how it feels in my gut, which is so important. And that leads me to today. So don't forget to go get your Um, the new download of cycling snacks and put them to use. I'll be also on Instagram stories talking more about cycling snacks as we get into the spring. Now, today we're going to be talking about your gut as an athlete, the simple guide, things to think about with some nine tips. So I put these together. It's referenced from a book that I've been reading called Uh, the complete guide to gut health. So I'm probably going to be talking more about this because it's so freaking important for so many reasons. Like, um, you know, a lot of us are uh, experiencing gut issues, GI issues. Like we're starting to put all sorts of labels on them. And it's really, really important to get down to the reason why we are having these issues. And let's face it, these tips, I'm sure you could probably implement one of them, or maybe you're sitting there going, uh, yeah, that's me. And I'm going to share some experiences of my own with you so that maybe together we can help each other out. And that goes with 
um, just sharing your uh, experience by DMing me on Instagram or going and watching this on YouTube and leaving a comment there because, you know, it's, it's one of these big, big, I hate to say hot topics, but oh my gosh, everybody seems to have some sort of gut issue. And I can tell you that certain times of how I'm feeling, I can say I have some gut issues, but the reality is it's based on things that are happening around me. So with that, you know, let's just start talking. Let's just get into the tips. So, you know, like everyone here has had a stomach ache, right? You've had a stomach ache. You've either eaten something bad, um, something didn't agree with you, or maybe you've just eaten too much um, that have resulted in like, you know, acid reflux, gas, bloating, diarrhea, right? Raise your hand if that's you. And I think like everybody should have experienced something to this point in their life. Um, which, you know, like as it says, results in pain and cramping. And some of us are experiencing that and allowing it to happen on a daily basis for weeks, months, and years. Now, um, I've written some things out here that I'm just going to, uh, read out to you. Um, and then we're going to get into the tips. So before you know it, know it, you've turned into that person where you, where whatever you eat causes some sort of issue. It's hard to enjoy food anymore or even exercise because some foods just trigger inflammation, diarrhea, you know, in the body. And then it's kind, then it becomes a limiter, right? Like you're limiting yourself. Like you can't go on that bike ride or you can't go out for supper or, you know what I mean? Um, this is where there could be issues with the stomach or enzymes and bile dumping into the small intestines or something affecting the lining of the small intestines itself, which reduces absorption. It can cause hormonal shifts, stress, allergens, you know, these, um, cardi, was it circadian rhythm can even be one of those which I found really interesting and more all impact the microbiome and tip over the whole and just like turn the whole digestive system upside down. So this is where, you know, like we're always saying like the center of our body is our gut and it is healthy gut, healthy life, right? If you've got happy bugs in your body, equals a healthy bot, healthy belly. In general, there's a handful of things that can, we can do every day to improve our overall digestion and GI status as an athlete. So I'm just going to talk, I mean, this can be a completely for the general public. And if you happen to be active, 
then maybe this might affect you a little bit more. It doesn't matter. It's like just for everybody, but I'm talking to you athletes. So let's just talk about athletes. Cause I got some athlete stories to tell you. <laughs> all right. So, all right. I have a friend and she's, uh, she's uh, a friend of mine that I, we cycled together and it's funny because she's always like, you know, I have these gut issues and I can't ride. I can only ride so far because I have to think about what I'm going to eat. And is that what I'm going to eat? Is that going to cause me upset? And then I have to go to the bathroom and all sorts of things like that. And then she went on to explain to me, okay, and this is for you runners out there or triathletes that a, a lot of people who run shit their pants. Okay. Like I just like, what? I don't need to, she goes, you know, when you find a pair of underwear in the forest, I'm like, yeah, I've seen that often enough. She goes, that's probably from a runner. <laughs> I was just like, you have got to be kidding. And she's like, no, she's a runner. She's like, yeah, there's lots of times where you go out for that long ride or long run and you have to go for a dump, you know? And I'm like, mm, you know, it's happened to me on a very, very long bike ride, right? Like, you know, anything over say four hours when maybe I have to like relieve myself, like go for shit. But she was just like, yeah, like <laughs> this just happens regularly. You dump, you jump into the forest and uh, you use your pants to like wipe your bum or maybe you shit in your pants. I'm just like, please stop telling me this. So um, where does that come from? Or is, is that our GI issues that we're talking about here? Or, um, or is that just a random thing? Cause like, that is really disturbing to me. How about you? What do you think about that? <laughs> or maybe, maybe you have a great story you can tell me. I won't air it, but like, anyways, I just, I was like, oh my God, stop talking to me. Um, but it's true. And, um, and we're just going to go through our list right here. So here's the first one. Number one out of our simple guide, nine tips is high octane. So this is like good food just because we're an athlete and we exercise and we ride for hours and we go running or we combine it does not give us the okay to eat like crap all the time. Okay. That is not helping our stomach. If you can agree with me, you know, the less amount of sugar that you can put in your stomach due to training, the better. And we talk about high octane. We talk about like good, good fuel, good food. And if you have a really expensive car, you're not going to put like unleaded gas in there. You have to go and put like the premium gas. So just think of your body that way. Don't short changes. There's so many people that I talk to who spend all the money on the gear, the looking good, the bike, thousands of dollars into race events and just will not 
put money into the food that they put in their body. And I just don't understand how that part can fall to the wayside. And, and, you know, like, yeah, how, how can you do that? Like, how can you expect to perform if you're not eating well? And for me, it, it didn't take very long, like, uh, 22 decades ago when I started racing, I started racing like long endurance, 36 hour adventure races. And I remember the first couple of races, we just filled our bags with all sorts of like chocolate bars and gummy bears and cliff bars and things like that. Like so sugary that at the end, my stomach was just inside out. So was my tongue. I felt like I had all these cankers and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to do that again. And it was just a turning point where I started looking at more whole foods like bagels, peanut butter, uh, you know, rice, pastas, like anything we had to test in order to like high carb concentration um, and, uh, you know, sweet potatoes, things like that, that we could use and we could carry with us that would not upset our stomach. Do you know what I'm saying? So now that's, that's race, but I know like a lot of us, like we're getting into longer rides. It's the same deal, you know, gummies and cubes and jelly beans. And I'm, oh my God, like I never take any of that. I haven't in 20 years, I don't do power gels unless it's like the end of a race you know, like at the very end or like I'm desperate, I do carry them with me. Um, I'll hand them out, but I make sure that, or I do have bars, my favorite bars. And like I mentioned in my cycling snacks, I'm starting to test out more cycling snack recipes and that's where I'm sharing them with you. So again, make sure you go over there because when we eat like that, and I was just saying, you can understand that your stomach is just upset. Like you put, put too much crap into your stomach and you, and your the, the, the acid down there, the, the, what do you call them? The microbiomes that take care and break down that food is just overwhelmed. Okay. So number one is good nutrition high quality nutrition, right? Fruits, vegetables, um, proteins. Okay. Number two is eating slowly. Ugh. let me talk about my husband. He just wolfs everything down. And then after he's burping all the time, and that is really bad for your stomach. So, because, you know, they say, you know, when you, when you're chewing and you just sort of like, you have huge amounts of food down in your stomach. And it's not broken up into small, manageable pieces. It's hard for your... Um... Hey friends, we're going to take a quick break and I'm going to tell you about a workshop for indoor cyclers, Peloton riders, Swift riders, outdoor cyclist that is so revolutionary you'll wonder why you've never heard about it. So we all know that improving your cycling skills whether inside or outside is important 
but how do we know what we need to train and how to get started? Let me just add that this workshop, like I mentioned, is perfect for indoor cycling and anybody who rides on the Peloton. So the good news is that there is a lot of ways to improve your cycling skills. You could take a class or hire a coach, follow a friend or continue struggling year after year. But these options can be expensive and time consuming. The solution? I have created an online cycling skills workshop for female cyclists. It's a safe environment where I go over the four essential skills that I have identified as a cycling coach working and coaching over 900 women in the past 14 years, building confidence as cyclists. So here they are. The four areas are pedal stroke efficiency, hill climbing, strength training, and speed with an added bonus on nutrition. This workshop will cover these essential skills in four one-hour sessions, where I will explain, demonstrate, and have you practice the skill. At the end of each workshop, homework in the way of drills will be handed out for you to practice. It's the fastest and easiest way to get all the essential cycling skills that you can apply immediately, either online or outside on the road. The recordings are also available. As an additional bonus, you will have access to weekly live strength training workouts and yoga. In just four weeks, guaranteed, this workshop can turn or any cyclist into a better rider, no matter what their skill level bike they're sitting on. So how do you register? You go to cyclingskillspro.com and register for one of our monthly workshops. I look forward to sharing my cycling skills and tips to help make you a more skilled, confident cyclist on the road, on your Peloton, on Swift, or indoor trainer. See you there and see you online. Stomach acids down there to break it all up. And, and so that's why chewing your food a lot better. And I had a coach who told me, he goes, if you're going to eat on the bike, make sure you chew each morsel 50 times so that it turns to liquid. So you can agree that something like that is going to be broken up way quicker in your stomach and the nutrients you're going to take from it way quicker than like a large chunk of food that is still in its whole state. So take your time and chew your food. So that's number two. Number three, eat on time. So your digestive tract works better when it's on a eating schedule. Okay. So, you know, breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, supper. You know, if you're going to intermittent fast, make sure that you have something super nutritious you're going to eat when you break your fast. But let's just be honest, we all fast. If you finish eating at five o'clock or six and you do not eat till like six the next morning, that's 12 hours. You need to break 
the fast by eating something nutritious. And, you know, I always say, like, if you're going to not eat something healthy at breakfast, then that is kind of your, you know, you're not kickstarting your metabolism, you're not kickstarting your energy. And it's also an easier way to gain weight. Because you're going to starve yourself extra long. And if you don't have a plan or, you know, have this intermittent fasting thing or organized and set up, then you're just going to overeat on something. And you're going to have that low at the end, at the middle of the afternoon, and you're going to eat there or you're going to overeat at night. Guaranteed, I see it all the time when I work with my weight loss clients or, you know, my athletes who are looking to drop some pounds or like, you know, have more energy, which means you have to eat. So no athlete intermittent fasts. Okay. Ox, like energy, 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 food, food, food. Number four, breathe easy. Sometimes it's like breathing in between your, your like your, you know, in between like taking a bite of food, right? Like breathe because um, breathing calms the nervous system, which encourages digestion. Um, so just think about breathing. And I know um, just recently, like I've been going through some high anxiety and I started listening to a um, meditation app called Insight Timer. And there's one guy in there. It's only two minutes, but it's a breathing technique to help you calm your stomach. Because you know, when you're experiencing like high anxiety, like it comes from your gut, right? It's just like the, the bile in your stomach is like it. I can only think of it as like a cauldron. Like it's like boiling over and it's, and it feels like it's ingesting itself. And, and you just, you just have this really bad feeling. So I listened to this and it was like, hand on your heart, one hand on your stomach, and you're breathing, and you're just calming everything down. And I couldn't believe how different I felt after two minutes. And I'm just like, it was really, really eye-opening. And I've done it again a couple times when I'm just, you know, just my my brain's going and my stomach is going. And, um, and I just need to calm down. So I use that. All right, number... Five are allergies. They are often the first signs of leaky gut. And they also say like seasonal allergies can sometimes lead to food sensitivities. I don't know about that. My husband and son have high seasonal allergies and they have no food sensitivities. So I'm not sure about that one, but it's in there. And of course it goes into, you know, like, uh, gluten intolerance and lactose and things like that. So you have to be more mindful and careful about what you eat. Number six, this goes back to managing the stress, tension, and anxiety, which just flips your system into that fight or flight 
you know, like you're just trying to survive. And, and I can tell you, so this can make the digestion stop causing bloating, pain, and constipation. Um, stress can sometimes send food through faster. So that was kind of interesting. I didn't realize that leading to diarrhea. So maybe if you're overstressed, um, and anxious and you're like, I've got like, got the runs that could be because of it. Stress can also impact sleep, which can trigger hormones and increase hunger. So we all know that, right? How many times have we stayed up at night because we were feeling over anxious, worried, stressed, um, back again to, there was a three week stint about maybe it's almost two years now where I was just like, it was full on three weeks. Like I had to calm myself to just put my feet on the floor, getting out of bed. And really you have to go back to why it is you're feeling like this. And don't ever tell me that you don't know. You're freaking lying to yourself. Go back to what is really causing you this, this stress, this anxiety. And for me, you'd like to think that you don't know, but you freaking know what it is. Is like my relationship with my husband was a bit rocky. And sometimes even now, like, and, and I was telling myself all these things and, and that's where this anxiety comes in is all that bullshit happening in your brain. So you have to really decide what is real and are you going to blow it out of proportion or control it, right? Or figure out what is real. Because you know how much the brain could just go to town on us? It did to me yesterday. I was like so furious about like the fact that they didn't wait for me when we went skiing and everybody took off on the chairlift. But my, and I was just like, fuck, (laughs) you know, I was just like, I don't know. I was just ready to rip into somebody. But, and my daughter's like, well, we were just over there. Didn't you see us? I said, no, I didn't see you. We are yelling at you. I didn't hear you. And you know what? And if I had not sat with myself for just one chairlift ride, I would have done some serious damage with some really mean, um, you know, like whatever I was going to say, it was not nice. So you know what? We all know what is causing us to stress. And first off, if you can do something about alleviating that stress, like whether it's at work, maybe it's a coworker, maybe it's your job, it's time to start looking for something new. Okay. Maybe it's something in your marriage. Deal with it, get help, or move on. You know what I mean? Maybe it's a friend. It's time to get rid of them. Whatever it is, it's up to you to like acknowledge it and get rid of it because it is not going to help your body is what I'm trying to say, right? You want to have 
a harmonious feeling of calm around your body. And that is going to keep your gut healthy, especially, you know, athletes, the stress of competition, the stress of training, the stress of putting too much pressure on ourselves. Do you know what I mean? Like that. This needs to be controlled or you're going to end up with all sorts of other things that you're going to have to worry about, like disease, illness, things like that. Because remember, we can make ourselves sick. Number seven, on to more happier stuff, <laughs> minimizing medication. Speaking of diseases, um, you know, I am a full believer that we can reverse almost anything that we give ourselves. And that's right. Cancer is not hereditary. Cancer is um, an MS, like all these diseases can be a result of our lifestyles, right? You've seen that super healthy person who's dropped, had a heart attack running. They were not as healthy as you think they were. Probably high stress, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, did not take care of their body, but they ran tons. So they looked healthy to you, right? Maybe you see that corporate person who's just so busy and how do you do it so managed and balanced, but yet they're burning the, the candle at both ends and they give themselves MS or... Um, but do you know what I'm talking about? So I truly believe that we can reverse what we, we can reverse and better our health hundred percent, right? No more fast food, no more pop, get rid of the diabetes, things like that. We can reverse this stuff with a proper healthy lifestyle, um, balance, nutrition, exercise. So, and then which if you're like on antidepressants and all and things and sleeping pills, you can get rid of them because they are irritating your stomach and causing all these other things inside you. So sit down and see where you can better improve your life, right? It doesn't mean you're going to wake up. You should wake up tomorrow and decide to run an Ironman or a marathon. That's not what I'm talking about. Don't do that. That's another way of wrecking your body. <laughs> but get active, get a bicycle, start walking, eliminate certain things in your diet that are not healthy for you. Like I said, pop, chips, crack, stop buying that shit. Okay. Stop bringing it into the house. If it's not in the house, you're not going to eat it. Okay. Now the number eight is if you're experiencing all this stuff and you're trying to pinpoint where it is, log, um, log everything for two weeks. So your sleep patterns. How good a sleep are you truly getting? You can have a great quality four-hour night. You can have a shitty quality eight-hour night. 
things like that. Okay. Exercise plan and how you've been feeling, stress levels, food, and how it's made you feel. So I'm talking like everything. If you want to pinpoint it, like what are the things in your life that are causing you a lot of stress? Because I'll tell you something. There was one. Um, so I have a women's cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. And <laughs> a couple years ago, there was this one lady. She used to be in our board. Super nice. Really nice lady. Um, I'm not sure what was happening in her end of her life. But we got in a little bit of a disagreement over something. And then she started hating me. Okay. And then it started becoming very apparent that she didn't like me within the club. You know, like she would comment on things that I made comments on. She would like, like not even look at me when we're out group riding or in socials, like give me the big snotty face, right? Snot, not like that, like, mm. and, um, and I was trying to be really nice um, whatever, because I held my ground on something and she didn't like it. Um, and of course it's my club. <laughs> um, I can't even remember what it was, but the, the thing is that it was starting to make, it, it gave me so much anxiety. I stayed, I, I'm, I'm like, I started staying up at night and not sleeping well because of it. I'm like, why am I giving this woman like space in my life? Right. And then um, you know, people in the club were getting like feeling it and messaging me. And so I finally just said, okay, I saw that she joined for another year. I'm like, I can't fucking do this. I can't. No, it was in the middle of the season. And I just broke down to my board members and I'm like, I can't handle this anymore. I can't be around her. I can't have her in my club. This is causing me so much stress and it's not worth it for my health, right? It's starting to affect my health. And who the fuck is she to affect my health? You have to be that strong about this. It's so vital, right? Like, why would you go on years being in such a nasty, horrible relationship or work environment when and it's causing you all that it's your fault for keeping yourself in there okay you have to look in the mirror and go i need to change and do something about it so anyways funny enough when i said that to my board members i said you know like it was a milled season i'm like i can't do this i can't do this for another season this is killing me and i said you know i was just going to fluff it off like everybody would just fluff it off and funny enough, friends, I was not the only one feeling like that. She was giving attitude to everybody else as well. And I didn't even know it. And if I had not said anything, we would all have been affected for another freaking summer. Is that not ridiculous? So what we did is we offered her, like we said that, you know, that you know, the harmony in the club is being affected by her attitude. She had a couple options, change it or leave quietly. And we would give her all her money back. She left, you know, and 
So that's what I mean. Set standards for yourself. You don't need to take shit because that kind of shit is not good for yourself. All right. So that's number eight. Number nine, huh? go see your psychologist. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, go see a doctor if you haven't figured it out, been able to pinpoint it and ask them to refer you to a dietitian who can probably better help you. So with that, guys, um, girls, listeners, uh, audience, um, I hope that helped you. And I hope that if you're sitting in a place right now where your gut is telling you something, it's time to sit and figure out what that thing is because it's not going to get any better. It's not. It's going to give you some sort of disease or illness. And do you need that? Do you want that? No. Is it better to deal with whatever it is? Probably not, but it will in the long run. It's not going to be happy in your gut because you're probably a person who likes to let everybody make you happy. <sighs> really? The only person that should be happy is you. And I tell my husband about this all the time. The only care person I care about first and foremost is me and then taking care of my family. I don't give a shit what else is happening out there because whatever's out there doesn't give a shit about me. So remember that, right? Take care of yourself. I love you guys. I hope that really helped. Share it with somebody who you know or is going through something um, and maybe this can help them. So with that, have an amazing day because we all want to feel healthy and be active and have tons of energy. And, you know, if it's not feeling it in our heart and our gut, something has to be shifted for certain. So with that, love you again, you're amazing human beings and have yourself an amazing weekend. Take care. Bye. Okay. And don't forget to get your free copy of my cycling snacks. The first edition at askcoachsylvie.com. Take care. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast. Learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.